Let's just uh, take a moment and just recognize where we are at right now in the whole process of things. We are at day 38, a made-up mind of pressing in. Our goal is to go through 40 days where we are in prayer, where we are focusing to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords move mightily within our lives. Do we believe that this is the hour to see a mighty outpouring of the Spirit? Do we believe that the Father wants to use us to make a difference in this generation? Every one of us are called, and our desire is that we stand in the gap and we pray over bulldozer faith and the ministry here in Israel, that we will move into the new, that we will move into a place of transformation. We've had so many incredible fruits here in the land and uh, lots of attack. And, you know, it's uh, it's <laughs> into the new is what uh, I was just uh, thinking about as uh, I was just praying through tonight. And um, what I'd like to, to share, you know, I'll never forget when I did a series on the Beatitudes. You can go on YouTube and watch the series on the Beatitudes, also on bulldozerfaith.com. And I get to the last, uh, the, the last section. Blessed are those who are persecuted. And uh, it was live on Shabbat. Woke up Sunday morning with uh, the, the, the court delivery uh, courier in the morning delivering to me, uh, you know, hundreds of complaints against me and a whole lawsuit against us for close to a million uh, shekels. Anyway, we have come through that trial. We've come through other trials. We're still in the midst of different trials. And it's almost like the enemy is saying, okay, what I'm going to do is get Kenny Russell held up in courts and held up with, uh, you know, problems that they have to fight, ruin his uh, finances and destroy the work in Israel. But through all of it, we are seeing the prosperity and the blessings of Yehovah. We are moving forward. Hallelujah. We are not shrinking back because we know when to rejoice. We know how to stand uh, in the presence of Yehovah. We know what it uh, takes because we are not in religion. This is not a makeup of religious behavior. It is coming unto Yehovah. Present your request to Yehovah. And when we present our request before him, what's he going to do? He listens. He knows what we are going to pray before we even pray it. He knows that there is change coming. He knows that he will do a new thing into our lives. And we want to be ever-changing. And this is one of the key things that we never get stuck in the rut you know, just going through the same old, same old. And it's very important as we spend time in the presence of Yehovah that we're seeking to know his, his will. We're asking, Father, take us out of the box. Take us into the new. So, Father, we commit this time to you. We thank you for the time within the scriptures that we can uh, press in and rejoice in who you are. And we recognize that if you be for us, who can be against us? And we ask you, Father, to give us eyes to see, <coughs> ears to hear, and a heart that understands. We release your blessings and your promises over our lives because our desire is not just to be full of you, but our desire is to be overflowing so we can minister the love of Yeshua to this generation. Thank you, Father. So we stand upon the promises 
and we recognize the importance of what it takes moving into the new. And I want us to go to the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 4. We're going to read a couple of scriptures in there. And uh, I just love what it says in this section here. You know, because what, what do we see? We see in chapter 3, we see the mikvah of Yeshua. Uh, you know, we've got uh, we've got Yohanan ben Zechariah. We've got John the Baptist uh, recognizing who Yeshua is. He's the voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. And the call over John the Baptist is very similar to the call that is over our lives. We are called to make way for the second coming of Messiah. But we will do what Yeshua has done and greater things than these because he has gone to the Father. So we press in and it's like uh, we see in verse 10, the axe is already at the root of the tree and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down. And this is one of the, the things we are talking about in this season. We've done so much talk about coming back to the roots of the faith, but we want to get back to the fruits. The axe is already at the roots of the tree, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So what's required of us? We have got to be those who are remaining in him, that, you know, I am the vine uh, and you are the branches. You know, the Father cuts off every branch that doesn't bear fruit. So it's not about the effort, it's about positioning. And, and where we are positioned in life is far more important than the effort. Our job is to stay in the presence of Yahovah. Our job is to bring his presence into every aspect of our lives. What are we facing? Are we inviting the Holy Spirit into our uh, challenges? Are we inviting the Holy Spirit into our decisions? Are we inviting the leading of the Spirit <coughs> into every aspect of our life? And I want to encourage you about moving into the new is not just something that happens on the first day of the year, if it be the biblical year or the, the Gregorian new year, but moving into the new is something that we want to uh, have as a regular uh, process within our walk. We never want to get to the place where we are stagnant. Uh, we want to be those who are flowing in the will of Yahovah. I make for you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals are not uh, I am not fit to carry. And what do we see in this? We've got Johanan ben Zachariah. He has popularity in the things that he is doing. He's been out there preaching to uh, the, the wilderness for years and no one's listening to him. Then all of a sudden, he starts to become popular. All of a sudden, people are coming from the highways and byways from the cities and from other nations to hear what he has to say. Who are you? And and the very fact that this was a, a suddenly that was taking place, it wasn't something that John the Baptist was doing over many years because all of a sudden, there's such an increase in John the Baptist's ministry, that even the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they're all streaming, saying, who are you? Tell us who you are. If this had been going on in Yohanan's life for a long time, you would not have seen the impact of, uh, you know, the religious leaders coming to him, saying, 
You know, who are you? They didn't recognize him. They didn't. He wasn't on their radar until uh, the, the time before. And the Father is saying to us, get prepared that we are called to prepare the way of Yehovah. But even in the midst of the popularity and the things that was going on in Yohanan's life, he recognized, after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will make for you with the Ruach HaKodesh, with the Holy Spirit, and with fire. Hallelujah. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. We need to know him. We need to be found in Messiah, to be walking in his ways. Then Yeshua came from the Galilee uh, to the Jordan to be mikvahed by Yohanan, and Yohanan tried to uh, deter him, saying, I need to be mikvahed by you, and you do come to me? Yeshua replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. So even though you have an expectation of something coming, you know that one is coming more powerful than you, but we don't always know the whole details of how everything is going to unfold. And even Yohanan ben Zechariah, John the Baptist, he was shocked with the fact that he was going to uh, mikvah or baptize uh, Yeshua to fulfill all righteousness. Hallelujah. But in chapter 4, what we see in uh, the scriptures here, we're just going to move on a little bit here uh, to verse 12. Um, obviously, we've got the temptations where he goes into the wilderness and he gets to the place where he says, Hasatan, Satan, away from me, from it is written, Worship the Lord thy God and serve him only. Yeshua was tempted just the same way as we were tempted, and he used the word to bring forth deliverance and transformation against the assignments of the enemy. So in verse 12, when Yeshua heard that Yohanan had been put in prison, he returned to the Galilee, leaving Nazareth. He went and lived in Capernaum, Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. This is such an important moment in history. This is a new beginning. This is a new transformation. This is, talk about walking into the new. You know, the preparation of Yeshua happened outside of the location of where the call was going to flow and take place. So the prophet is not honored within his own town. You know, he has to leave to be able to function. We saw that the great signs and wonders and miracles didn't happen in Nazareth. But here he is. He comes to Kepharnachum and sees a mighty outpouring. But what's important about the location? This is the place where the northern kingdom was expelled from the land, from the divorce uh, to, to Yeshua in uh, the, the Torah. Hallelujah. So we see that in Jeremiah chapter 3 and in First Kings, um, in First Kings, uh, is it chapter 19 or 21? Um, we see that they were expelled from the land of Zebulun and the land 
of Naphtali. So here's Yeshua. He's coming into the new. He's coming into the place to proclaim the kingdom. Repent, for the kingdom is near. The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom, the authority of God Almighty is amongst us, is upon us, is here. And we want to proclaim over our lives that the kingdom of Yahovah is here. Is our hearts right? Is our walk right? Father, we choose to repent, teshuvah, before you so that we can walk into the fullness of who you have called us to be. We don't want to lack. And as we start moving into the new, what I love about this 40 days, it's not just about us all coming together and praying for the ministry to move into the new. But as the ministry is moving into the new, as we are pressing in on the call of Yehovah with the promises that he has given us, we discover that as we go into the new, many other people are going to walk into the new. And this is what we see in verse 18. And Yeshua was walking beside the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. He said, come follow me, Yeshua said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. At once they left. You know... They walked into the new. They came into the new. Are we hearing from heaven? Do we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Over these past few days, we've talked about when we receive the promise. When do we rejoice? What time do we rejoice? Do we rejoice when we see the fulfillment of everything the Father has said? Or do we rejoice when we receive the instructions? Do we bless the name of Yehovah because of the great things that he is going to do? We recognize who uh, the Father is within our lives. We recognize that we are stepping out into the new. And my prayer that uh, together we will move into a new dimension. There's nothing more powerful than watching what the Holy Spirit does corporately. It's so powerful. It's so amazing. You know, how many testimonies have we had where, uh, you know, we talk about a few people coming together in one heart and one mind in the presence of Yehovah, and then all of a sudden things catapult into a new dimension. So we just proclaim and we prophesy it is time to walk into the new. And as we walk into the new, what type of things are you going to leave behind? And we can take this message as coming into the the new year as well. What things from last year are you not bringing into this year? And some of you need to be cut off from things. You know, when we see Peter and Andrew, you know, Simon, Peter and Andrew, when they're coming in, what does it say that happened? At once they left their nets and followed him. So to walk into this new, they, they couldn't, they weren't walking in with the tools of the trade of the past. They weren't walking in with the past provision. They weren't walking in with anything. They just said, I, I respond to the voice and to the calling of Yeshua. And they didn't even know him. It's not like they got the newspaper. They weren't reading the Daily Record or, or the Times or, <laughs> or the Washington Post. No, they weren't reading any of that. All of a sudden, they hear the voice of the Master. And when he spoke, he spoke with authority. And this is how we understand what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. We receive that word of authority. And that word is clear. 
And I want to say something that's so important um, about uh, the, you know, the the scripture uh, where Gideon lays the fleece and he turns the fleece and you know goes through the fleece um, process to identify what he should do because of the call of Yahovah. Let me tell you something. In today's world, when you have the Ruach Hakodesh dwelling within you, you you are not allowed to lay a fleece. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. We have the voice of the Spirit. My sheep know my voice. When we come into fellowship with Yehovah, when we repent, when we come into alignment with Him, you know, this is not, you know, we're not, we're not playing games. I wonder if God is hearing me. I wonder if this is the call of God for my life. Okay, I'll lay this fleece. If this happens, if I get this sign, if this takes place, then it must be God. If this doesn't happen, if the, you know, and we start, you know, all, all of this is exactly what you would expect if you had a blindfold wrapped around your head and you were feeling your way in the dark and all of a sudden you're, you've got hold of something and you're like, oh, I, I know what this is. I, oh, yeah, I think I under, oh, this is a mouse for a computer. Oh, oh, okay. Well, listen, open your eyes. You don't even have to pick it up. You just look at it and you know what's sitting there in front of you. And the Father wants us to be in the presence of Yahovah in such a way that there's no gray areas, there's no cloud. We're in fellowship. We're walking with Him. We're receiving with Him. You don't have to lay a fleece to identify the will of God in your life. We need to know His voice. So the number one priority in walking into the new is walking in to that place where we truly hear and know His voice. My sheep know my voice. Do we truly know the voice of the Spirit? Do we know? Going from there, verse 21, he saw two other brothers, son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets. Yeshua called to them, Hey, you! (laughs) Didn't have that in my version. That's the Scottish version. Many people ask what version I'm reading. That was the Scottish version I was just reading from there. Hey, you! See you, Jimmy, (laughs) he said. (laughs) And immediately they left their boat and their father to follow him. Are we hearing the call of a mighty God? Are we listening for the call? You know, sometimes we're in that place where it's like, don't speak to me in this area, God, because I'm so happy with X, Y, and Z within my life, you know, I've already made a decision. This is where I'm going. And don't don't come into my life and rock my world in the decisions that I have made. I want to ask you the question, are we walking in the decisions that come from heaven? Or are we walking in the decisions of the flesh? And into the new is about what things do we have to leave behind? What things do we have to let go of? What do we need to do to truly walk into the presence of Yahovah to see a mighty move of the Spirit of Yahovah? Hallelujah. Yeshua went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues, community centers, preaching the good news of the kingdom. Hallelujah healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria. The people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, who suffered severe pain. I I can relate to that in these past few days after this operation. The demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he he healed them, large crowds from the Galilee, 
the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across Jordan followed him. Come, follow him into the new. This is the prophetic word that I want you to get hold of. And you might say, well, well, look, what, what, you know, come follow. I'm already following. I'm already following. Okay. You know, the father's saying, come deeper with me. Let's walk deeper with me. And even after, uh, you know, 40 years serving Yehovah and, and pressing in, 38 years serving Yehovah, through those years, I'm still challenged on an ongoing basis to make sure the alignment of my life is the alignment of what it truly means to walk in the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you that we have got to continually refresh our hearts in the presence of Yehovah. You know, just like every morning, you've got to get up. You've got to have your cup of coffee. You know, you've got to have your breakfast. Some of you have the same breakfast every single day. And we've got to go through that cycle of what it truly means to come into the presence of Yehovah to receive from him, to make sure that our alignment is right. Because as soon as we take our eyes off him, what happens? The flesh is is desperate to rule in your life. The flesh wants to control your emotions, wants to control your decisions. And the Father wants us to walk into the new. He wants us to walk in the place where we step out of the known into the unknown. Just as we saw the fishermen, when Yeshua said, come follow me, he didn't say, you know, hey, you know, can you come on a Zoom call at two o'clock? I want to talk to you about the 25 steps of this great opportunity I have. You know, have you ever been to one of those pitching meetings for a network marketing company? You walk in and you, 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 you just, you thought you were walking in to see a product, then you walk in, all of a sudden you're getting the life pitched out of you <laughs> and uh, they're trying to convince you to buy into this system and, and take up this opportunity. And, you know, what's, what's Yeshua's stand? He just says, come, follow me. And he turns around and walks off. The authority of the Spirit, the glory of Yehovah. What do you think happened within their hearts that made them receptive to the call? What was going on within their hearts? What type of world were they living in? They were living in a world under so much oppression of the Romans. They were crying out, religious and non-religious, deliver us from the oppressive rulers that are over our land. Messiah, come. Messiah, come. How many times do I hear the statement in the land of Israel from secular Jews and from religious Jews when when a tragedy or something has happened, something difficult has happened, uh, a, a suicide uh, killing or, or uh, bombing or different things has taken place, uh, car rammings. How many times have I heard coming out of the mouth of locals, Messiah come, Messiah come. And I really believe that that was on the cry of the, the, the majority at the time when Yeshua came. They were, they were in that place of, of expectation that something has to change. So if we look at where we're at today with this pandemic, with this whole system 
uh, are you going to take the vaccine are you not going to take the vaccine if you don't take the vaccine what's going to happen to you you know you're going to be able to fly are you going to be able to go shopping what type of things can you do what type of things can't you do what type of world are we living in where we are being forced on these types of decisions but let me tell you something we are not at the end of the end we are not there yet there's so much of Bible prophecy that has to be fulfilled. In Christianity, 98%, 99% of Bible prophecy, well, 99.6%, now we've got the uh, COVID pandemic, has already been fulfilled. We're just waiting on this little bit. They're like, Jesus, come, Jesus, come, Messiah, come, Messiah, come. And guess what? We look at the scriptures from a Hebraic perspective, and we realize that, you know, we're not even halfway there concerning the, the prophecies of the return of the people of Yehovah and the greatest love story ever told. We have not seen the gospel of the kingdom preached to the ends of the earth. Oh, we've seen the gospel of salvation from Christendom preached to the end of the earth. And just look at Nigeria as an example, a wonderful nation that has seen millions upon millions who have lifted their hand and prayed the prayer. But why is the nation in so much turmoil? The theology of the past, the theology of uh, Billy Sunday, D.L. Moody, Billy Graham, the foundations of their theology, theology of just say the prayer after me is that if we can go out there into the nations and have people lift their hands and confess Christ and they label them born again, then the world is going to change to be a better place. But here's the reality. Through all of their campaigns, through all of the places where the great evangelists and uh, proclaimers of the, the salvation gospel have gone, we never saw entire na uh, cities and places change. But we look at revival, the outpouring of the Spirit, the Welsh revival, the Hebrides revival, the Argentinian revival. And I'm not talking about Kindalini revivals they're not proper revivals at all they're pumped up by media funky chicken uh, clucking ducks and barking maniacs you know it says do not be drunk uh, be sober-minded don't be flying all over the floor like you can't speak you can't function and think that you're just going to have a four-hour laugh party and glory glory hallelujah i'm changed you know getting up you know with all that nonsense that's not of yahovah i don't find that within our scriptures. We need to rise up as the army of Yehovah. We want the gifts flowing and functioning, but we also want the order of Yehovah. We don't want, uh, you know, this crazy stuff of manipulation and control. What if a prophecy comes forth from someone and they are bringing it forward as the most urgent word you'll ever receive, and they actually put in their underlining message, if you don't believe this is the word of Yahovah, you don't hear from God. Because we're in our circle and we confirm this and this is the word of God. So if you don't accept this, if you don't accept my conviction, then basically you can just go to hell. You're just a useless sinner that has no understanding of the voice of the Spirit for the days in which we are living. That's a very dangerous place to be. Because what ends up happening is we start seeing the operation of witchcraft and manipulation. And that's not what we want to see within uh, the move of the prophetic, not the prophetic movement. 
I thank you, Father, he delivered me of that when they were seeking to uh, have me be a major part of that movement. Hallelujah, that he uh, protected me in the midst of those things. We want to move in prophecy. We want to move in signs and wonders and miracles. And yes, sometimes prophets can be pretty whacked out people, and that's okay. We see that in the scripture. But we've got to understand how to function in the spirit. We are not called to walk in manipulation. We're not called to uh, control. A prophet should be bringing us in line with the Torah, bringing us in line with his instructions. You know, that's, that's the number one job of the prophet. Repent, come back in line with the scriptures. This is what the word is saying. This is where we're missing the scripture. Come back in line. So all that being said, I want us to look at Romans chapter 8, uh, you know, because we've got Paul talking at the end of 7. Oh, what a wretched man am I, you know. I'm trying to do what's right. I'm struggling. I'm trying to, you know, I, I, I'm so filled with the knowledge of the Torah from being a Pharisee of Pharisees. And I have the Holy Spirit dwelling within me. I'm trying to untangle, unwind from all those religious practices. And all I'm discovering is I love God so much, Yehovah, with all of my heart, with all of my soul. And I see my weaknesses, I see my failings. And the very thing, in times I want to do what's right and I find myself failing and walking in weakness. What a wretched man am I. It says in verse 24, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to Elohim through Yeshua the Messiah our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to Elohim's law. But in the sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. Now we can get to chapter 8 where it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Messiah Yeshua. Because through Messiah Yeshua, the law of the spirit of life, set me free from the law of sin and death. We are free. Let's walk in the freedom. Are you coming into the freedom? <clears throat> when we look at that freedom, you know, I've shared before about the gospel according to, uh, you know, uh, Exodus as we're coming out of Egypt, the stronghold of Egypt, that we go through the, the Red Sea, that we're going through the mikvah, we're dying to self, we're coming through. But what are you going to do with your wilderness? Because listen, don't shout, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, until you know how to go through the wilderness into the promised land. You've got to be tested in the place of the wilderness. You've got to move into discipleship. You've got to come to the place where you truly understand what it means to walk in covenant. And we need to see the fruit of the Spirit established within your life before you're ever going to see walking into the kingdom and the manifestation of the kingdom into our lives. Many people fail when it comes to the wilderness because the intent of the heart was very different. They still had so much of the world in them that even though they said the right things with their mouth, they never knew how to adjust the heart or they never surrendered their hearts before Yehovah. And we see that in the disciples as well. They were learning. They had to go through the process. Come follow me. They laid down, walked into the new. They didn't know what was going to happen next. They didn't know where they were going to go. They just knew that, is this the Mashiach? Is this the one that we've been waiting for? The one that's going to set us free from this oppression? 
And this is what I love about Yeshua. He is the one that brings freedom. And this is what I love about being in the faith and being called according to his will and his purpose because he is saying to each and every one of us, I want you to be my hands. I want you to be my feet. I want you to take the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. Will you take a piece of me to this generation? Do we know what it's like to minister the word of God to the brokenhearted? To those who are struggling, just trying to get through. Father, we thank you that you have set me free from the law of sin and death. Death, you have no hold on me. And even in the place where I fail, thank you, Father, I can come to repentance, to come to a place of transformation in the Spirit. Hallelujah. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature Elohim did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. He paid the price. And so he condemned sin in sinful man in order that righteous, the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to the Spirit. So you are not going to see the deliverance. You're not going to see the sin nature quenched unless you're not going to have sin condemned unless we get to the place where we have made a decision that we are surrendering in the presence of Yehovah. He'll condemn sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. Here's the key, who do not live according to the sinful nature. If you live according to the sinful nature, then hear the word of Yahovah, be condemned. Because that condemnation might bring you to the place of repentance. But if you are living by the Spirit, if you're walking in righteousness, then you don't have to walk in condemnation. Because you're not walking in accordance with the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. Verse 5, those who live according to the sinful nature have their mind set on what that nature desires. And our heart is that we are positioned with a made-up mind. I have a made-up mind. I'm not tossed to and fro. I choose to serve the purposes of Yehovah. It is not by might nor by power, but it's by his Spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires, but those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to Elohim. It does not submit to Elohim's law. It's the sinful mind. It's hostile to the Torah. The sinful mind can't submit to God's law. So next time someone comes along and tells you, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and says to you, uh, you know, the law, that's not for believers. And you say, well, listen, it's <laughs> it, it says it's the sinful Mind that they're the ones who are hostile to Elohim. They don't submit to Elohim's law, nor can they do so. But those controlled by the sinful nature, they can't please Elohim. But however, 
But you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. So if we're controlled by the Spirit, we're going to embrace His Torah. And we're not going to get caught up in a religion, but we're going to get caught up in the, the, the written Torah and the Spirit of the Torah together, combined together. Hallelujah. But by the Spirit, if the Spirit of Elohim lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Messiah, he does not belong to Messiah. So stop looking at religious Jews and saying, you're my brother, when they haven't surrendered to the Messiah. You are not anything in the Father unless you come through Messiah. That's what Moses taught. There is one coming like me, and you must shamar, you must listen to him. If you don't, you will be completely cut off. But if Messiah is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Yeshua from the dead is living in you, he who raised Messiah from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who lives in you. And then we've got more therefores that come in. But what I want us to take hold of today is... Are we truly coming into the new? And then when we come into the new, are we letting go of the things that the Father requires us to let go? You know, I was sharing a bit of testimony the other night with um, one of the brothers. And, you know, just talking about when the Holy Spirit came to me when I was playing my drums. And he said, listen, you've got a choice, you know. What do you want to do with your life? If you want to be a drummer, that was my desire. That was my thing. I'm, I'm going to be a drummer. That's my path. You know, eight, twelve hours a day playing the drums, just consumed with the drums. And uh, then the Holy Spirit said, but your high calling is to be my voice piece. But if you choose to be a drummer, I'll bless you. You know, you'll get to go all over the world and do all different things. I'll bless you. But the high calling over your life is to teach my word, to proclaim my word to this generation. Are we going to walk in the high callings of Yehovah? Are we going to settle for what we are determined to do for Messiah instead of obeying his command where he is calling us to walk? Oh, I don't want to do it the way you want to do it, Father, because you're going to ask me to go into a place of vulnerability. You're going to ask me to go into a place where I'm not in control where I have to be exposed, where, you know, where I'm a lamb, uh, surrounded by wolves. Is that what you're asking of me? You're, you're asking me to step out? Walking into the new is about stepping out. It's about stepping out of your comfort zone, stepping out because of the voice of Yehovah. So it's not just having an idea, it's not just having a process, but it's understanding what is the will of Yehovah concerning my life. And we pray for a mighty outpouring over the ministry. You know, as we go through the motions of all of the things we've been doing in ministry here within the land, in the midst of the storm, still pressing forward, bearing fruit, still pressing forward, coming into the new, stepping out, you know, and seeing attacks and seeing challenges and, and difficult times and, and feeling like a failure sometimes that, you know, Father, where are you in the midst of all of this? I know you're faithful and I'm going to stand upon your promises, but I'm not seeing the manifestation 
before me? Why why have we got to sometimes be in that place where we're embarrassed because of what's taken place? Or are, are we embarrassed? The flesh is embarrassed. But what's going on in the spirit? In the spirit, the Father's saying, I'm setting you up for a miracle. Are we ready for the miraculous? Are we ready for what the Father has before us? What a beautiful word to hear or phrase to hear. Come, follow me. Come, follow me. Yeshua, he had to repeat that at different stages within the disciples' life. Because of his teaching, it brought challenge, it brought change, it meant coming into the new. So this is not just a message for those who are coming into faith. It's something we have to look like, look at all the way through our walk with Yeshua. So I encourage you to call out to Yehovah and say, Give me eyes to see. Give me clear understanding. Give me a word of promise to stand on in the midst of this time. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message. That's all I'm going to share tonight. I want to leave that with you. But the message isn't over. I'm just handing you the baton of the message. I'm saying take the message and add to it what the Father is giving you because he wants to do a work within each and every one of our lives. He wants to do a work. He's, he's given us an invitation to walk into the new. It doesn't matter how long we've been serving us. He says, listen, there's no condemnation for those in Messiah, Yeshua. Let's get rid of the sinful nature. Let's walk into the new, the life of the Spirit. Embrace the fullness of the Spirit. Find areas in our life that must be left behind and, and, and speak to them and say, I'm done with you in Yeshua's name. I'm done with you. I'm not carrying you into this next phase of my life. I'm leaving you behind. I'm moving forward in the presence of a mighty God. So I hand the baton over to you and I ask you to continue the message that you will meditate on this over this next day and just lift it before the Father. He is high and lifted up. He is worthy to be praised. If you've been blessed and encouraged with the message tonight, I want to encourage you. Send me an email, kenny at bulldozeoffaith.com. I'd love to hear what the Holy Spirit is doing within your life. Don't forget that on Sunday, we will have... A Zoom call. Hallelujah. How many of you enjoy the Zoom call? Give us some thumbs up on that. Um, let me just uh, bring up... Uh, uh, where am I going here? Okay, there. Um, we send out the email. It's private. The Zoom call is private. It is for those who are connected to our ministry. You do have permission if you want to invite people, um, but... You know, the focus is that we have a time of fellowship together as believers. It's not a public meeting. It's a time for us corporately to come together in the presence of Yehovah, where we can pray for each other, we can intercede, we can stand in the gap for the needs that we have within the community. As we come into this year, we're changing the name of uh, the 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 group to crossing point fellowship because we want to be crossing we want to be a people who are known first from the place of prayer that we will build from the basis of prayer that when there's needs we we, we know there's somewhere we can go where there's a genuine group of people who will pray 
Hallelujah. And that's what we see in the Bulldozer Faith Intercession Group, and we're changing the name to Cross and Point Fellowship, where we will, what, what our focus is, do we understand the place where we need to cross? Do we understand that the Jordan also needs to open just as much as the Red Sea had to open so we can cross over in dry ground? But the only way you can walk over the Jordan, which is different from walking through the Red Sea, is that if the covenant goes before you. You can't come into the promised land until the covenant goes before you. Hallelujah. So be blessed and be encouraged in Yehovah. I also want to ask you, keep praying for the ministry, for resources, for the ministry. We are standing on the promises of Yehovah. This ministry will not lack in resources. We will have super abundance to do the things that the Father has called us to do. And every assignment that the enemy has against the resources over this ministry, we break it right now in Yeshua's name. We speak release right now in Yeshua's name that the Father will bring a strong community of leaders together so we can minister to even more people within our local communities and on uh, our platforms around the world. So we stand in the gap. We just discovered as well that our payment platform on bulldozerfaith.com was down since the 12th of December. It went offline. Uh, So we apologize for people who've been trying to make donations by credit card. Uh, Good news is that platform is now fixed. And I just want to say a shout out to Rene. Thanks for all your help and uh, for the few hours it took to work all of that out. Uh, to get it back up and running. So there's a link I've just put in there. If you want to sow a seed into the ministry for those who are in the start of the year, for those who come into the end of the year, if you're giving in the USA, it's tax deductible uh, as well. (coughs) So we encourage you uh, to (coughs) plant a seed into the ministry. You know, we've got uh, bills that we are meant to be paying tomorrow And we are standing in the place of faith to see the miracle. Are we going to be able to meet those bills tomorrow? What's the Father going to do? He's never early. He's never late. He's in his timing. And he will come forth with the provision we know. But we are all called to be part of the body of Messiah. We're all called to participate in the growing of what the Father is building. So thank you to every person who is giving, every person who is praying. We appreciate your support. And, you know, you're not just out there. You're part of our community. You are not just partners, but we are in relationship for the purpose of the king. And our fruit is your fruit. It's our fruit together to make a difference for the king of kings. So thanks for watching. Enjoy your celebration. Enjoy your time. Some people don't do New Year, and that's okay. That's fine. You know, I don't uh, apply any religious things to it. I don't reply anything like that. But, you know, it is just nice to celebrate coming out of the Gregorian calendar into the new hallelujah. I'll finish off my little bit of dram. I love to just sip it because it's a it's a Lagulvan nice uh, single malt. Wow, you know, beautiful. So I'll have a little sip of that as I rejoice in Yahovah for what he is doing as we walk into the new. So thanks for joining with me. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Shalom, shalom.